Here's our March 29th, 2022 edition of Spy Movie News. Hi, this is Dan Silvestri from SpyMovieNavigator.com and our show, Cracking the Code of Spy Movies. Alright, today we will get to some spy movie updates, some James Bond award news, more spy movies and old spy movies coming to streaming services, new Bond villains, the MGM and Amazon deal, Agent Game, Red Notice 2 and 3, The Outfit Face-Off 2, and more. Okay, we should probably start this by saying we don't know what happened with Operation Fortune, Ruse de Guerre. We told you last month that this movie was to be released on March 18th. Well, STX Films moved the movie from the release date that was scheduled, and now the release date is unset. So, it obviously didn't release in March. We'll keep you posted, as we were looking forward to this one. Alright, here are some spy movies that are coming out in April 2022. Theatrical releases. Agent Game. Releasing in both U.S. theaters and streaming on April 8th is the Dermot Mulroney, Aiden Canto, Katie Cassidy, Jason Isaacs, and Mel Gibson spy movie, Agent Game. The official synopsis for the movie reads, quote, In this riveting spy thriller, no one is safe. Harris, Dermot Mulroney, a CIA interrogator at an agency black site, finds himself the target of a rendition operation after being scapegoated for an interrogation gone horribly wrong. As the team tasked to bring Harris in begins to question their orders and each other, Olson, Mel Gibson, a senior intelligence officer, and his subordinate, visitor Annie Ilanza, raise the stakes. Now, it's up to Harris and some newfound allies to uncover the truth and turn the tables. All right, let's move on to The Duke. The Duke. To add to life's confusion with the pandemic-affected movie release cycle, two movies are being released this year titled The Duke. The first is the one we've been talking about in other podcast episodes, which is about the heist of the Duke of Wellington portrait. This heist was referenced in the James Bond movie Dr. No in 1962. This was released in the UK in February. Unfortunately, the movie The Duke has been pushed until April 22nd in New York and Los Angeles. Other cities will get The Duke over the following weeks. The second The Duke movie is expected to be released in June 2022 and is about a hostage situation. All right, let's look at Amazon Prime. New releases and re-releases. The 1976 Marathon Man will be available on Amazon Prime starting April 1st, 2022. All the Old Knives. Now, Olin Steinhauer's story, based on his novel, All the Old Knives, is being released on April 8th, 2022, in select theaters as well as Amazon Prime Video. In the story, two CIA agents and ex-lovers, Chris Pine and Tandaway Newton, are brought back together years after a failed rescue attempt and forced to blur the lines between profession and passion in this deeply riveting tale of global espionage, moral dilemma, and deadly betrayal. We screened this movie, and we liked it. We will release our interview with the director, Janis Metz, and the screenwriter, Olin Steinhauer, who also authored the novel, on Wednesday, April 6th. Look for that. The trailer's out for all the old knives, and we have a link to it on our homepage on our website, spymovienavigator.com. All right, let's look at Netflix. Yaksha, Ruthless Operations. This Korean movie will be coming to Netflix on April 8th. Netflix describes the movie this way. 
quote, on assignment in a perilous city to inspect a black ops team and its notorious leader, an upstanding prosecutor steps into a deadly war between spies. Hulu. Hulu will be adding the 2009 movie The International to its lineup on April 1st, 2022. AMC. All right, the Ipcris File series comes out on AMC Plus in May 2022. This is the series that debuted on ITV in the UK at the beginning of March. We've released three podcast episodes on the Ipcris File series when ITV had their release, including an interview with the executive producer, Stephen Saltzman. All right, James Bond news. Have to have some of that. We have quite a bit of James Bond news for you today. We told you last month about the nominations that James Bond received at the BAFTAs and the Academy Awards. So let's take a look at what happened. We'll start with the BAFTAs as they happen first. James Bond got some love in the ceremony. Diamonds are forever, and so is Dame Shirley Bassey. It started with Dame Shirley Bassey with an excellent performance of the theme song for the 1971 movie, Diamonds Are Forever. Bassey sang this song for the movie, and while she was singing here, clips of the Bond movies played on the screens to the side of the stage. Cool. All right, Tom Cross and Elliot Graham won BAFTA for editing on No Time to Die. Tom Cross dedicated his award to the stellar editor, Peter Hunt. And Lashana Lynch won the EE Rising Star Award, which is voted on by the public. Technically, it's not a Bond award. Her performance in No Time to Die probably was a major reason for her win. As reported in our buddy Bill Koenig's The Spy Command, quote, the Rising Star was a fan vote. Still, on February 3rd, Eon's official Twitter feed counted it as a No Time to Die nomination. Former Bond continuation author Raymond Benson writes on Facebook that the blog should not have counted it as a win for No Time to Die. His comment, quote, the Lashana Lynch Award was not specifically for No Time to Die. She was just a rising star, along with other nominees, not cited for any particular film they were in. So, No Time to Die won one award. So there you go. <laughs> Art Directors Guild, No Time to Die production designer Mark Tildesley won the Art Directors Guild Award for Best Production Design Contemporary Feature Film for his work on No Time to Die. Society of Composers and Lyricists Award, Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell won Outstanding Original Song for a Drama or Documentary for the theme song to No Time to Die at the Society of Composers and Lyricists Awards. So, they won a Grammy the Golden Globe, and the Society of Composers and Lyricists. Wow. And Sunday night, they added an Academy Award to the collection. Nice. The Production Guild of Great Britain. Barbara Broccoli and Michael G. Wilson were the winners of the Production Guild of Great Britain Contribution to the Industry Award, sponsored by Warner Brothers Studios' Leavesden. All right, so let's stay on James Bond for a minute. Liz Carr as a James Bond villain? Liz Carr is pitching herself to be a James Bond villain in an upcoming James Bond movie. In an article on DigitalDisplay.com, Carr, who has who has arthrogryposis multiplex congenita, has been in a wheelchair since age seven. And she put it this way, quote, I just think that over the years, the Bond baddies have always had a sort of disability trait to them. They've had a scar, they've sat in a wheelchair, but rarely is it a real-life disabled person. Very rarely is it a woman, unquote. So she said again then, quote, In some ways, just being myself, I think would be great. But I want guns on my chair. I want things to come out of the side. A bit like 
Inspector Gadget-wise. If you've got the kit, you might as well use it, unquote. We like the idea. Let someone who's had to deal with a real disability play a Bond villain. You would get a natural performance, not something forced. At least with this idea, they wouldn't have to offer a delicatessen made of stainless steel, if you recall from For Your Eyes Only pre-title sequence. Whoa. All right, Amazon closes the MGM acquisition. Whoo, this is big. In another story we've been watching, Amazon has gotten approval for its MGM acquisition. We'll be watching to see what this means for the James Bond catalog and future movies and spin-offs. Ian Productions still owns the creative rights to James Bond. This could get interesting. All right, let's talk about how interesting. Variety has an article saying that the first James Bond product with Amazon Prime will be an eight-part television series called 007's Road to a Million. Barbara Broccoli and Michael G. Wilson are two of the producers. The article states, quote, The show will see contestants competing in a global adventure to win a million pounds, roughly $1.3 million, cash prize. Filmed in many of the historic locations featured throughout the seminal Bond films, the cinematic format will be a test of intelligence and endurance. In addition to passing physical obstacles, the contestants, who will compete in two-person teams, must correctly answer questions hidden in different locations around the world in order to advance to the next challenge, unquote. Wow. If this article had been released on April 1st, ah, we would have thought it was an April Fool's joke. A Bond game show? Yep. After no time to die, and now this. Wow. We are left stunned. After a wonderful 60-year run, we see this. Well, who knows? Maybe it will be a stunning success. People like Bond and winning money. So, at least they're going to cool filming locations, which we like. All right, in memory of James Bond. Speaking of filming locations, those fans going to the Faroe Islands to see where the climatic scene from No Time to Die was filmed will get a bonus. The Guide to Faroe Islands team on the YouTube channel has a video showing the creation of a placement of James Bond's gravestone. Yeah. The inscription reads, In memory of James Bond, 1962 to 2021. This is place where Bond was standing when the bombs went off. Wow. Alright, another spy movie news. Gal Gadot is sure keeping busy. Heart of Stone. An article on MovieWeb.com tells us that Rachel Stone will be Gal Gadot's character in the upcoming Tom Harper-directed movie, Heart of Stone. Joining Gadot will be Jamie Dornan, Alia Bott, Sophie Okinago, and Matisse Swayhofer, and others. The plot is being kept under wraps, but the word is that this will be another attempt to craft a spy genre franchise, as we've seen done with the Kingsman series, The Gray Man, Red Notice, and Argyle. So, there is a market for spy movie franchises, and this is another entry. We'd like to see a bunch of them. They probably won't all succeed, but it's great to see all this action in this space. Red Notice 2 and 3. Gal Gadot is also reprising her role from Red Notice with Dwayne Johnson and Ryan Reynolds in Red Notice 2 and 3. Much like the original plans for Mission Impossible 7 and 8, they're planning to shoot two movies back-to-back. The Outfit. The just-released movie The Outfit isn't a spy movie, it's a crime movie. In keeping with our goal of explaining where one movie influences another, the lead role, played by Mark Rylance, is a cutter who used to work at 
Huntsman Tailors. This is the tailor shop that Matthew Vaughn's mother took him to for a bespoke suit. He later uses the real shop in Kingsman, the Secret Service. Face Off 2. We've told you about a potential sequel to the 1997 movie Face Off on our February 16, 2021 Spy Movie News. Well, we're a little more than a year later, and Nicolas Cage hasn't heard anything about it. According to MovieWeb.com, Cage says, I've not heard hide nor hair about it. So often these things we read about are just conjecture without any base or foundation to it. I feel the same about National Treasure 3. It's been 14 years. There's no there there. So is it fun to think about? Sure. Would Face Off 2 be an exciting movie to make? Oh, hell yeah. But John Woo was such a huge voice in that movie, it couldn't be a remake. I think these filmmakers even said as much that something like that would have to be a sequel. Unquote. So, a director was named and the movie was in development. Maybe they didn't bring back the character Caster Troy, and that's why he hasn't heard anything. Maybe? I don't know. Given what happened to him in the original face-off, that's possible. We'll just have to wait and find out. Argyle, another spy movie trying to become a franchise that we've talked about on numerous spy movie news episodes. Argyle has released a trailer that you can see on YouTube. Note that the spelling for Argyle has two L's and an E at the end instead of the single L common in the U.S. This is a movie that will be released on Apple Plus and stars Henry Cavill and Dua Lipa. There is no announced specific release date. Apple.com lists a release date of 2023. Nothing more specific than the year. Mission Impossible 7 release window. We've discussed in many by Movie News episodes how the theater release window is shrinking. This window is the amount of time that movie theaters have a lock on a movie. With the pandemic and the rise of streaming services, this has shrunk to about 45 days from the old window of about 90 days. An article in HollywoodReporter.com tells us that Tom Cruise is lawyering up against Paramount to bring their current 45-day window back to 90 days. This isn't too surprising, given the now-settled lawsuit between Scarlett Johansson and Disney. The Mission Impossible 7 and 8 contracts were signed before COVID hit. If he can get the window back to 90 days, will other tentpole movies follow suit? In memoriam, William Hurt. One of the best actors of his era, William Hurt passed away at age 77. Hurt was probably best known for his roles in Broadcast News, Altered States, The Big Chill, and Body Heat. He had a prolific acting career. Spy movie fans will remember him from The Good Shepherd. His portrayal of Robert Hansen in the TV movie Master Spy, The Robert Hansen Story, and Black Widow. Ellen Ladd Jr. Legendary movie executive Ellen Ladd Jr. has passed at the age of 84. Ladd was president of 20th Century Fox in the 70s and was involved with Star Wars and Young Frankenstein before starting his own company where he enjoyed more success. He joined MGM slash UA and was involved in the James Bond movie, A View to a Kill. Veronica Carlson. Veronica Carlson has passed at the age of 77. Although known for her horror films, her first movie was the 1967 spoof of Casino Royale. Ms. Carlson also had a role in an episode of the TV series, The Saint. Okay, that's a wrap. This has been Dan Silvestri of SpyMovieNavigator.com. Subscribe to our show, Cracking the Code of Spy Movies, in your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Tell your friends about us. Share info about our show on your own social media. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. 
All the links are on our website. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it.